Welcome to the 4Ms with Molly, a podcast for the busy and working mom. I'm your host, Molly Lupo, nurse practitioner, lifestyle medicine and nutrition coach, and busy mom. The 4Ms is all about macros, mindset, meditation, and movement. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 4Ms. So excited to have you all here, whether you're a new listener or you've been here and you're just tuning in. Um, I'm so grateful that you're here. So I thought it would be fun to do one of these little Q&A episodes because I get so many questions. Um, And there are things that like I struggle with too. So um, one, you're not alone. And two, I let me share some of the tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. So um, one of the first questions that I got was, how do you feed your family with one meal and have everyone be happy? Here's a spoiler alert. Not all the time everyone is happy. (laughs) Um, I have a five-year-old who's like super picky. I have a three-year-old who will eat mostly anything that we put in front of her. Um, And an almost one-year-old who also will eat almost anything we put in front of her. But we have been like working on some things with the five-year-old and even the three-year-old can be picky sometimes too. So how do you feed your family with one meal? So I think if you're going to be doing macros or some variation of macros, start thinking about your meals in terms of your protein, your carb, your fat, and your veggie um, and sort of deconstruct them. So like if you want to make, I don't know, spaghetti, then you're going to make your um, meat or whatever your protein is going to be with it. Then you're going to make your pasta separately and your sauce separately. So if you have a kid who's like, I'll eat the noodles and I might (laughs) eat the meat, but I'm not going to eat, I don't know, the, the sauce, you already have everything divided out. You are going to have to weigh and measure everything anyways, if you're doing macros. So this is like a win-win for mommy and it is a (laughs) win-win for the kiddos. So that's one way to sort of navigate that, um, (laughs) that meal planning piece of it. Um, another thing that I think is helpful is I did an episode early on with a speech, um, therapist who you should go back and listen to because she has amazing tips and she worked with us with the five-year-old when he was younger. Um, But she talks a lot about just like have something on their plate that they like, have something that they're going to try, and then something that's maybe a little bit more neutral. So like some nights the five-year-old will surprise us and we'll put broccoli on his plate and he'll try a bite or we'll put rice on his plate and the funniest episode was or the funniest moment was when One night we made, I think we made broccoli rice and maybe some seared chicken and we put broccoli and rice on our um, kids' plates and James, so he's my five-year-old, was like, I'm not going to eat that. And then Claire's watching this, she's three, and she's like, I'm not going to eat it either if James isn't. And I was like, great. So (laughs) we let them, or, you know, we, we went about our dinner. They were sitting up with us. And pretty soon, James was like, I think I'm going to try it. And I was like, what? I tried not to, like, lose my mind and get too excited, but I totally was. And then Claire all of a sudden was like, I'll try it too. So my point is, is, like, you never know when they're going to be willing to try something. And so, like, Chelsea, the speech therapist, her point was always put, like, one little bite of it on their plate. Like, don't put, like, ten bites of broccoli. Like, one bite and... 
her point is always like, you just keep putting it on there until they're willing to try. Um, so I think that's helpful. Another fun thing we've been doing is we call them plant points. So teaching our kids about fruits and vegetables and how our tummies feel better when we eat a wide variety of them, different colors, all the things. Um, and so now my five-year-old and he like loves like, like kind of like making it a game. So we were like, you want to try to get 30 different kinds every week. This is like nuts and seeds and beans and plants. Right. And so now he's totally into it. Whereas like a day ago, if I told him, Hey, do you want to try broccoli? Like he would like be like, no, I don't mom. (laughs) So that's a really fun game to play. You can print off like a fun little chart with all the different fruits and veggies on there. Um, and even now it's like getting him like (laughs) his sister, we were over at my mom's tonight and his sister loves chips. And so she found Papa's uh, Pringles can. So sorry, dad, if you're listening, Claire found it. Um, but so Claire had chips and James was drink or James was eating an apple slice. And he was like, mom, are chips a plant point? And I was like, no, chips don't have, you know, plants in them or whatever. Um, so it's like a fun little teachable moment as well. And like, it's actually getting him to like pause and think about things, which is like even cooler in my opinion. So that's where I would go with that, with feeding the family. Um, which foods are best for weight loss was another question that came in. So the best foods for weight loss are going to be protein and fiber, hands down. The reason why is part of that total daily energy expenditure, so the amount of calories our body is going to burn, has to be, um, you know, so you have that, and then you have the total amount of calories that you're eating. And you have to eat less than what the body burns. So protein and fiber actually have what they call a thermic effect of food, meaning your body is going to burn more calories when you eat these types of foods. So what is protein and fiber? So protein is all of your chicken, your eggs, your fish, beans, um, you know, a lot of the meat, um, anything with protein in it. And then your fiber is everything that comes from plants. But I think the thing we forget about with plants is that we forget that like nuts are also part of it or seeds. So like flax seeds, chia seeds, um, legumes, beans. So, all of those foods are going to keep you fuller for longer and your body's going to burn more when you eat them. I have an upcoming podcast with a dietitian who talks about um, a story or not a story, a study they did where they gave two groups of people the same amount of calories, but one group um, ate more of the thermic effect of food. So lots of protein, lots of fresh um, fruits and vegetables unprocessed, and the other group got to just eat whatever they wanted. Well, the group who was eating more of the whole unprocessed, not refined stuff ended up losing more weight than the other group did. And while the thermic effect of food is only like, I think it's around 10% of your sort of daily energy um, output or whatever, um, it's still a piece of it. So those are the foods I would focus on if you are looking for weight loss. Um, and then another question that rolled in was how do you fuel for your workouts when you work out daily? Okay. So I love this question because it made me like kind of dive into the research and see what the literature actually says. Um, 
And this is what I have to tell you. So if you're doing some high intensity exercise and it's less than 45 minutes, the recommended carbohydrate intake to enhance performance, you don't need anything. (laughs) I kind of like hyped that one up, but it's true. So if you're going to do 45 minutes or less, I think this is where you get to play with things. Like, so if you are a, say you're an avid Peloton um, cycler, um, so you can play with this. You can you know, have a little bit of carbohydrate before maybe a banana, oatmeal, whatever it is. And you can see how your performance is affected. So some people cannot eat before they work out and some people need a little something. But again, this is personal and this is like personalized to you. So it's playing with things, seeing how they feel. Now, if you want to um, work out for 45 to 60 minutes, The recommendation is zero to 30 grams of carbohydrate um, intake um, about an hour before. So what is 30 grams of carbs? Um, Not exact, but things like bananas, oatmeal, even an apple, toast, um, all of those things would sort of work for even cereal would work in this case. Um... And that's what you might notice, like, affecting and enhancing your workouts. So, 0 to 30 grams if you're going 45 to 60 minutes. Now, if you are doing high-intensity exercise for 90 minutes, your um, number of grams goes up a little bit. So, that jumps to about 30 to 50 grams um, per hour. So a little bit more than just like a half cup of oatmeal or half cup of banana. You can play with these numbers. You can see like which of your carbohydrate intake things um, actually sort of add up to your numbers and then always apply it and see like, does this affect my performance? Do I feel better? Do I not? Yada, yada, yada. Um, The the next uh, jump up in the interval for how to fuel for your workouts goes to exercise that's more than two hours. Um, I don't have this kind of time for exercise. (laughs) If you do, that's amazing. Please write to me and tell me how you do that with small children. Um, But if this happens to be you, you want to aim for 30 to 60 grams of carbs per hour. Um, And if you're going to be doing more than two hours, you're in, first of all, an anomaly, then 50 to 70 grams um, per hour. And if you're doing ultra endurance or like competitions, think about like um, anything that's like long cycling, Ironman stuff, adventure racing, that stuff, you want about 60 to 90 grams um, of carbs. So those are things you can think about for fueling for your workouts. I think most people probably fall into the 45 minutes to maybe an hour at most. Um, and that's kind of the fun piece of exercises. You get to play with like what fuels your performance and what you actually do better on. For me, I actually do in the morning. I will always drink like a cup of coffee before I work out. But in the afternoon, if I'm going out for a run, I will have like a little snack before. And I do notice actually a little bit of a difference in my energy. I'll notice a difference in my times. But I also think part of that's also like I'm just more awake. So, Um, but again, everything's personalized and customized. So that's that. 
And then the last question I'm going to end on is how to embrace health and eating for life. So I love this question because you're asking like the bigger question. You're not asking like, how do I lose the last five pounds? You're asking me, what can this look like for my life? And this is an important question. And this is where I really work with people. It's like, how, how do you want to embrace your health and eating for life? Let me flip that question back to you and ask you, if like your eating like wasn't a concern, if you were living sort of like, like a vision, wellness, like life, what would that look like? And usually people have an answer as to what that looked like. For me, two years ago, after I had Claire, um, I had done macros for a period of time and I was kind of just tired of it. And so for me, it meant zooming out the lens. Like I still had some weight I wanted to lose, but I didn't want to count everything. So it was really important to me. Like when I asked myself that question, like what would my wellness vision look like if if numbers weren't like such an obsession for me, it was things like I would eat mostly fruits and vegetables. I would eat mostly the lean proteins. I would eat healthy carbohydrates. Like I would eat potatoes and rice and I would still have the treats, but I would only have them like a couple of times a week and actually make them treats. Let me remind you, it's not a treat if you're eating it every single day. Um, Now, some people I think do need to sort of have a little bit every day. Like this is all like nuanced as well. And it like depends on what it is, like your tolerance levels and that sort of thing. I can go without um, chocolate or candy or whatever for a couple of days. But if I go too long, I will end up binging on it. So like for me, this has become an awareness of thing. And it's like, okay, so if I'm going to want something like am I going to plan for something? Is it going to be something special I don't usually have all the time? And I think this is where you really have to, if you're willing to sort of think about food in this light, in a way of you don't want it to like run your life, you have to think about it more as a mindfulness practice. So like you have to get in tune to your hunger and fullness levels. If that means setting a timer to get to 20 minutes, because that's how long it takes us to start feeling full, then that's what you do. And it's gonna mean slowing down. It's gonna mean like being more present, but you're going to taste your food and it's not going to be so rushed. Um, So I think there's a lot there to sort of unpack. And then it's like, when you do have the foods that are the more hyper palatable craving foods that they literally make to make us crave more and more, you're going to have to develop some mindfulness practices around those, maybe like a couple of bites, and then you walk away and you take a break. And it's not that you can't have it because you could, but you come back and you do it with a mindful awareness and you like really start to hone in and see like, is this worth it to me right now? Or maybe I don't want this right now. I think also um, thinking about what is it that that's really driving your your why to lose weight if it's just to lose five pounds and it's just sort of like the aesthetics like sorry that's a hard place to be because you it doesn't always stick so you want to find a why that's deeper and something that aligns with like who you are and what you value 
And you want to start sticking to that why. So for me, whenever I try to stick to like an aesthetic goal, it just, it just doesn't go for me. But when I start thinking about like, oh, well, I want to um, improve my three mile 5k run time. And the reason I want to improve it is because I want to be a little bit faster. And the reason I want to be a little bit faster is because I want to have energy for when I play with my kiddos. And the reason why I want to have energy as well is because I want to show up to work well and I want to show up to my clients and my patients and be able to help them and show up with that energy like that changes when I'm in that moment to decide what it is I want to eat and how I'm going to fuel my body um I could probably do a whole nother episode on this but those are some of the things that I think you have to think about and if you are someone who has used food for comfort then I think the most important thing to possibly start doing is to finding other things for comfort. So like making a list of, you know, five or 10 things that you can go do that's not eating when things get tough. And I've done a couple of episodes on this, but like, again, it's about that emotional tolerance and that willingness to show up for yourself and to show up that willingness to just keep showing up and keep experiencing those like more difficult or like stressful emotions and learning that you can get through them. That's what can nip that self-sabotage behavior right in the bud. And you learn to start trusting yourself. When you learn to trust yourself, you don't need another diet system because you know, (coughs) and your body knows innately within you, those hunger and fullness levels. You just have to pay attention to it. So anyhow, I hope those were all helpful. Please shoot me a DM on the Instagram if you have any questions, if you want more questions answered. And if you listen, I would love it if you took a screenshot and posted it to your stories. Um, Until next time or until next week, uh, I hope you all have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to The 4Ms with Molly. If you want to get in touch with me or have a question to be answered on this podcast, please send me a DM on Instagram at unsinkablemollynp. I love hearing from you. My DMs are always open. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please share it with someone you love and give us a five-star review on iTunes. Disclaimer, any health-related information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional legal or medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified healthcare provider for any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or before embarking on any lifestyle, nutrition, or wellness program.